This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Being a Thursday, we get to welcome Dr. Wendy Christine. She's health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Very good morning to you. I um, hope you're going to find a clever way to stay cool today. Morning, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. Yes, it is very, very warm. I must say I'm very grateful for an air-conditioned office. <laughs> I must say I'm sitting here in an air-conditioned studio. I must say I feel very spoilt. Later on when I go out, I'll be very grateful for the time that I got to spend here. Today we're talking about Thanks, guts. Andy. We're going to be talking about guts for the next few I didn't say it doesn't sound nice the way I said it, talking about guts. Okay, we're talking about gut health and various guts. Oh, I'm not doing well at all this morning. Uh, We'll do that over the next couple of weeks. So let's get started on this as a bit of an overview of what's to come. Um, You're saying that we get different kinds and different gut types. So let's start there because I thought ours is all just the same. Yeah, we would think that the, you know, the digestive system is just the digestive system and everybody, you know, every issue that we have in the digestive system is related to the same thing, but yeah. it really isn't. Um, so Dr. Josh Axe wrote a book um, where he um, suggests that there are five different gut types um, and it makes a lot of sense. So if we, if we look at these and we're going to look at these over the next few weeks, um, it, it, it helps us to identify what is it that we need to do for that specific gut type. And how can we help our bodies to function? If we can identify which is the gut type most associated with our symptoms, then we can treat it more specifically so that we can um, actually get back to good health again. Yeah, this is fascinating to me. Again, we think so much everybody's is the same and we have different things that would affect us differently. So let's run through this list because it's quite extensive. Um, and start us off with the very first one. And just for you listening, there are a number of different ones that we'll be talking about. We'll handle each one separately over the next few weeks. Okay, so there are five different gut types. Um, and he talks about the candida gut, the stressed gut, the immune gut, the gastric gut, and the toxic gut. Okay, so let's get us started there on the candida gut. What's that all about? Okay, so this is a type that affects, obviously his, his book is based in America, so his statistics are on Americans, but he says that it typically affects about 68% of American adults, and it's usually associated with ob- um, obesity that results in an overgrowth of unfriendly yeasts in the gut. And Wendy, you're talking here about American statistics uh, from your experiences and what you've seen and read. Uh, are we too, f- are we not, couldn't possibly be too far off if I think about us and our massive rates of diabetes and other concerns, we can't be too different to what we're seeing coming out of the U.S. What do you think? Yeah, we're definitely not too different. Um, So I think these statistics are very similar, if not worse, um, in our country. So that candida gut, okay, that's where the overgrowth, that makes sense. Um, What's the next one? Then we have the stressed gut. Um, And in this day and age, we have so much stress and the chronic stress results in weakened adrenal function, thyroid function, and it also affects the kidneys, which then disrupts the whole hormonal balance. And that can lead to thyroid disease and issues with fatigue. So it's all around the sort of the, the gut and the brain axis. Just before we move on to the next one, Wendy, would we find ourselves in one of these or can there be some of one and some of the other or are we definitely in one camp only? No, you could definitely have a combination. So, and, and we'll, you'll understand this more as we go along because stress is going to affect your immune system. The next one that we're going to talk about is the immune gut. So it's likely that you could have an immune gut and a stressed gut 
And then you could have candida on top of that. So you definitely could have a, a culmination of a few of these. So we just need to be looking out for clues that you'll be sharing over the next few weeks to say, okay, I'm struggling with this area and this area. Okay, that doesn't sound like me. So you might be able to pick where we're at. Yes, that's right. Okay, so let's go on with the next one there. You were alluding to something about the immune gut. So the immune gut, yes. So individuals with food intolerances, allergies, inflammatory bowel diseases, autoimmune diseases, many of them will have um, an immune type gut. And we have to remember that the gut is the second, is, is basically where our immune system functions from. Um, it's also the second brain. Mm. So if our guts are not working well, then our immune systems are going to be compromised and, our, and various other functions in our bodies are not going to work well either. Um, what's the next one on our list, Wendy? The next one is the gastric gut. Um, and so this is the people that really expect, experience a lot of gut symptoms. About 60% of adults experience these types of symptoms. Um, there's often acid reflux involved here. Um, you can have a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, um, which disrupts the balance of, of the good and the bad bacteria in the gut. Um, and yeah, they generally have a lot of indigestion, dyspepsia, unpleasant gut symptoms. Hmm. You mentioned one which sounded a bit scary when you first said it, something about a toxic gut. Yeah. So about 30 million people suffer from symptoms related to this gut, this gut type. Um, and these can include more of your liver symptoms, gallbladder disease. So, you know, many people are having their gallbladders removed these days um, because there's an accumulation of toxins. There's accumulation of stones in the gallbladder um, and a lot of skin conditions. So your eczema, psoriasis, um, just itchy skin, you know, skin that just doesn't stop itching mm. can often be related to a toxic gut. When I keep hearing what you're saying here, as we're working through this list, there's this weird part of my brain that just says, but isn't our gut really just about what we eat? And then, of course, the external things like the stress that you've mentioned. So if I were to change my lifestyle and manage my lifestyle better and then make better choices about what I put into my body because that's what's going to end up in my gut or what I eat and drink, am I able to heal myself from any one of these gut issues that you've just shared? Absolutely. So, yes, um, I'd like to add to that. We, no, we're a little more than just what we eat and we drink. Okay. We're also um, what, what our microbes are doing. So if ah. we don't have a nice balance of microbes, it's, it's what are we feeding? And so that's, I think, where the eating and the drinking comes in. So if we're eating and drinking healthy foods that are supporting our microbes, the healthy microbes, then we're more likely to have a good balance in our guts. Whereas if we're eating foods that are supporting the unhealthy microbes, that's your yeasts and your unfriendly bacteria, then we're going to have an imbalance swaying the wrong way. So yes, it, it is definitely about balance and we have, the, we have the ability to change that just by adjusting our diets and making sure that we're eating the right types of foods, even the right temperature foods wow. um, as we, you know, because that can make a difference to the gut microbes as well. Yeah, I think this might be the problem that we have as individuals is it sometimes feels really straightforward, but actually it isn't, which is why I guess we need people like you, Dr. Wendy, to help us along here to figure this out because this is such a big deal. Uh, a lot of what we experience, our emotions, you've shared this in the past, haven't you? said even our emotions and how we feel and things linked to, linked to, didn't you say, depression and these kinds of things also are stemming out of what's going on in our guts. That's right, yeah. So almost everything that we can experience could be attributed back to something that's happening in the digestive system that's not, uh, that's not healthy. Yeah, I don't mean to take us off track here, but that would really lead me to think, 
I'm, I must be more careful here. I need to really make some smart choices. Um, otherwise, I'm kind of doing this to myself. Yeah, we are indeed doing this to ourselves. Um, and so that is right. We have a choice here and we do have a lot of control over how we, um, how we eat, how we, um, you know, how we're eliminating foods from our, um, our bodies as well. So, you know, just to make sure that everything is working as it needs to be working so that our digestive systems can function well. We also want to think about increased intestinal permeability, which most people understand as leaky gut. Yes. Um, but that is what, you know, the, the root of a lot of the inflammatory conditions that we experience. And if the gut is not happy, if we're eating foods that are causing more inflammation, then we're going to increase that intestinal permeability and we're going to have food particles passing through the digestive tract into the bloodstream, creating problems everywhere else in the body. Um, you know, and that's going to affect our brains. It's going to affect mm -hmm. our immune systems. Um, so at the, at the root of it all is healing the lining of the digestive tract so that we can actually keep the food in the tube which is where it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be anywhere else. The nutrients are supposed to go elsewhere, but not the food particles. That suddenly sounded like a bumper sticker. Keep the food in the tube. Um, and, and, th and then, of course, we've also, I mean, many of us are on some kind of medication. Many people are on meds. Sometimes it's chronic meds. Uh, is that also playing a role in what's happening in our guts? That absolutely is. So, yeah, the, the overuse of antibiotics, chemicals, even sanitizers, you know, uh, chicks and soaps and all sorts of other things that can kill off our microbiomes. Hmm. Um, it can disrupt the balance of good bacteria in our guts and it can definitely affect how our bodies function. So, yeah, chemicals, antibiotics, antifungals. All of those kind of things can play a role. Contraceptive pills, hmm. um, uh, they, they, can be a, they can disrupt our balance quite easily. Yeah, you mentioned keeping food in the tube. What are some of the things, just as we wrap this up this morning, Wendy, some of the signs that there is a problem and there's some leaky gut, what are some of the things we can look out for that we can then talk more about as the weeks continue? Okay, so fatigue and sluggishness, um, suddenly becoming intolerant to foods that you weren't intolerant to before um, can be a sign of that. Um, frequent heartburn, indigestion, gas, bloating, so a lot of your gastric type symptoms that we discussed earlier, mm. your brain fog, ADHD, autism, memory issues, focus issues, um, so all of the things that have to do with our, our cognitive function, uh, the skin, as we said previously, the eczema, psoriasis, acne, um, inflammatory skin conditions, your autoimmune skin conditions, those can all be related to, to gut health issues, and then chronic pain. Yeah, so uh, you've mentioned something there. There's the microbiomes. Um, I'm going to try that again. The microbiomes that continue, just like they do outside of our bodies in nature. We've got those happening inside of our bodies as well. And so there are systems that have been put in place that we need to nurture. Um, so are we going to touch on that as well over the next few weeks? We'll definitely touch on that. And as I said earlier, the microbiome is one of those important things because that's the microbes. That's all the, the, the bugs. It's the mm. friendly and unfriendly ones. Um, and we have to have a bit of all of them, but they need to be in balance. And so if we're feeding the right group of bacteria and microbes, then we're going to have much, we're much more likely to have a healthy digestive tract and then a healthy body as well. And many of us, when you take probiotics, I just quickly want to ask you this before we, uh, before we say goodbye, we'll be touching on probiotics as well, because I know that's something many of us have in our re daily regime of supplementation. Yes, we will. Because just taking a probiotic is not necessarily going to fix the problem. And in some, in some cases, it can actually make the problem worse. So we want to know 
what where is a probiotic beneficial and where is something else more beneficial for for the gut health so yes we'll definitely discuss that as the weeks go by super so that's uh, you've heard it over the next few weeks talking about the different gut types and um, maybe you can identify yourself there in some or one or more of them hopefully we can get some good direction from wendy as the weeks continue wendy always a pleasure as dr wendy christian health coach and wellness practitioner at integrated health solution always a pleasure have yourself a really great thursday Thanks, Brad. You too. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.